Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited to be sharing this week's episode with you. I know we usually have more of a concrete topic to talk about, but today we're going to have more of a casual chit-chat about the changes going on in our lives at the moment. So I guess this kind of falls under the category of transitions, but it'll basically be a more casual chat between the two of us. Yeah, and we're probably going to do something like this maybe once a month or so, where we just check in with each other about our lives. Um, It's not necessarily always going to be a whole episode sometimes it might just be like a quick maybe five minute check-in before we get into the like the main topic for that day and that week um but yeah today it's 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 a long long chat because we have so many things to share so Priyanka what's going on in your life right now wow okay so much going on so I know that when we first met I briefly mentioned slash hopefully probably maybe mentioned that I live in New York um fun fact as of this episode I do not live in New York anymore (laughs) um I was very close to moving out even then and I knew it was coming um but I've spent close to the last year here and it's been incredible but now I'm going back home to India which is where I'm from if that wasn't obvious slash whatever um and yeah and transitions are great and are literally exactly what I'm thinking about right now because um I don't know, I feel like you, we, all of us constantly hear about how like you have a set plan for your life and you follow a set plan for your life and then a lot of people kind of talk about and I'm, I'm sure we've said this before slash you will hear it say it, you will hear us say it a lot again because it's us. Um, there's no such thing as a plan because it doesn't work. But, um, but the thing is that I'm actually, I had a couple things that I tried out and they didn't work and so now I'm going back home with zero idea of where I'm going from here. Um, I have a couple thoughts, obviously. I'm not blankly going to the vast beyond um that would be scary um but no but yeah so I'm leaving New York um I'm gonna be visiting some friends and then I'm heading back home for the foreseeable future which as far as I'm concerned I'm taking it a month at a time so that's where we are (laughs) that seems like a good plan I feel like (laughs) sometimes it's important to just like take things in the present and just be like okay this is a season in my life where I'm just experiencing things versus then at other points there are seasons in your life where you're like planning things or like making those plans happen it happen like bringing them to fruition I'm very into the idea of thinking about life in seasons at the moment not in terms of seasons as in like spring summer autumn winter blah, 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 all of that but more in terms <laughs> of like there are periods in your life of different things like you're not doing the same thing all the time and so I feel like it's totally like it's important to have those seasons where you don't know what's going on then again maybe I'm just saying this because I feel like I've been in one of those seasons for a while (laughs) and so I'm trying to make myself feel better about it that could be a thing would you like to share yeah so almost exactly eight months ago I moved to Berlin Germany without knowing a single person in the city without knowing not knowing a single person in the country actually without having any kind of job lined up and it has been a it has been an interesting wonderful difficult 
time, I think kind of sums it up. I started a new job recently that is not at all what I thought I would be doing now. I've been really like moving away from the ideas of what I thought I was going to do with my life and those ideas I had for basically my whole life leading up until this point I was very like I feel like I had blinders on and was only staring at like this one specific goal of like okay you studied art history therefore you must become a curator obviously it is the only way and then even as I started to question that maybe two or three years ago and I was like well maybe I could be a museum educator but it was still definitely in that realm of like working in museums that I had never really uh, tackled that or challenged that. Whereas at the moment I'm like, I'm working in the kitchen of a cafe and absolutely loving it. And then also working on my own art and exploring different art styles, like more illustrative styles, which I haven't ever really done before and things like that. And so that's a huge transition moving away from what I thought forever was going to be my life plan into the wonderful world of the unknown and uncertainty and all that great stuff that totally doesn't fill me with fear and dread. <laughs> if ever there have been more relatable things said. But I think like, I think that's such an interesting theme in both of our lives right now. And I think, you know, quite frankly, like, I mean, even when I talk to like a bunch of either our common friends or like people I know, um, I think everyone like some people are like, okay, I'm going to be at this job for like so-and-so number of years. And then I have no idea either. And I have to be honest, sometimes there's like a petty part of me that's just like, you have a job that you're going to be at for more than one year. You have a place you're going to after said job. Don't try to tell me it's the same thing. Like, it's not the same thing. Like, and, and then there's the whole other part of like, whatever I mean I'm not going to compare myself with people there is a petty part of you that does that but there's also the part of me that like it is true that they also have no idea what's happening like they also are very aware that that may be their plan but who knows what life's going to throw their way and like change it all up it just so happens things being thrown like yours and my way happened a little bit before it's probably going to happen to them because it happens to everybody like we can plan as much as we want but it, it doesn't make a difference and I think that idea of embracing the unknown while having like some sort of structure to help yourself navigate that unknown is so important and it's like such a big part of finding a sustainable way to live I think. Definitely, definitely. I also think that something that something that I find really useful in general I feel like cultivating a practice of gratitude. I know that's kind of one of those like buzzword type things but I truly feel is so so important like I I feel like gratitude is one of those things that like I literally feel inside my body as like a warmth and an opening up and when I think about the experience of facing this level of uncertainty I think it does simultaneously fill me with fear and gratitude fear I think that part of it is kind of self-explanatory like it's scary to not know what you're doing um especially when like me you care a lot about letting people down and reaching people's expectations and being very worried that you won't ever be able to meet their expectations then also judging yourself for caring about not meeting expectations and it's a whole thing but then gratitude also for knowing that if I can deal with this level of uncertainty when I'm only 22 years old 23 years old by the time this podcast airs <laughs> my birthday's in a week <laughs> anyway that's unrelated 
but if I can deal with this level of uncertainty, then this experience is going to make me so much more well equipped for uncertainty that I have to face in the future. And I think that it's easier in some ways to deal with this specific kind of like career life uncertainty when you are in your early 20s, because it's kind of expected. I feel like people are quite understanding. They're like, oh, you're young, like you'll figure it out. Whereas I think having this kind of career uncertainty when you're in your 40s or your 50s, I think, obviously, I don't know because I've not experienced that, but I could imagine that it would be, that that fear would be even more or at least very, very different. And I definitely do feel grateful for the opportunity to face that fear now and knowing that having faced it now will make it easier when I have to inevitably face it again at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I love the gratitude piece, um, as you know, um, and as our listeners will now know, um, I am an absolute sap and I really, really, truly believe in taking stock and being grateful um, at, 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 periodically I think is what I'm going to call it because I think um like for me like like similar to Maddie um I think everything exists in a balance in insofar as that like something that gives you fear cannot only ever give you fear like there's always something a little piece of something else that it brings with it and you can choose to see it or not um and I think in in this context I agree like this whole unknown is so scary um and and there is so much fear because it's like because Maddie and I are quite similar that way. I also worry about not meeting people's expectations and being a disappointment and all that fun stuff. Um, but but in, I think adding to what, adding to the things um, one could potentially be grateful for in this situation, I'm just, I'm grateful for being afraid. I'm grateful for knowing what fear is so that I know what it's not. I know I'm grateful for, because I know, I know, you know what, I know it sounds silly, but, or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about these things. You should tell us. But no, no, seriously though, like, I don't know. I think, I think it's almost important to know what this kind of fear feels like, because in, like, like Maddie was saying, in the future, when you come at it, you'll know what it's like to not be afraid because you know you can do it. And, and you, and the other thing that I'm really grateful for is like, to be facing a fear of losing something means I've had something to lose in the first place. Yeah, that's so true. And that that I'm so grateful for because because you know, I don't know. I think I think all of us, I think humans in general, we tend to kind of complain a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit. I mean, just a little little weedy eating weeny bit. Um however, um and you know, while I lived in New York every once in a while Oh my goodness, I've had conversations with Maddie where she'd start laughing and be like, oh my God, you sound like such a New Yorker because I'd be complaining about the subway or I'd be complaining about a very New York thing because, you know, you live in a place and you become a part of the place. Um, but I don't think I really clocked how much it had become a part of me until I realized I was leaving. And that's when I realized that the reason this loss feels so real is because it is, it is something that is a part of me that is going to change how it's and how it's a part of me is going to change and that the way it exists in me and in my body and in my person is all going to change um but for it to have gotten that deep means that it has given me so much and i have gotten so much and hopefully given back in some way or shape and form or maybe i will in the future and to have been a part of something that's special that it impacts you so much is something to be grateful for i think because it's so easy to go through life just like mechanically living and like just going through the motions, but 
to feel at every to have the chance to feel to have the chance to experience something on that level that's really special and therein lies Priyanka being a sap I totally 100% agree I think also like it's so interesting how I feel like for me places and identity have a really complex but interesting relationship where I I find it very hard to feel as though I belong somewhere and I know that we're going to get more into this in subsequent episodes so I don't go too much into it here but I think that because of that it also sometimes it makes it very easy for me to leave a place and sometimes it makes it even harder because I know that I can't feel that sense of belonging everywhere so then I know when I do feel it I know how precious it is and how rare it feels to me and I on one hand I think that's a good thing that I recognize that it is special and important I take note of that on the other hand I do think that there's a way to approach that with an attitude of abundance of like this is a beautiful thing and you can experience it here and other places versus what I feel like I do at the moment which is experiencing that from a place of scarcity and feeling oh god I'm never going to feel as though I belong anywhere else ever again <laughs> which I laugh at because what else can you do oh and no but I feel you because I think and I also love those frameworks and also have a bit of a bit of an addition in a sec but um, the frameworks of scarcity versus abundance is so real and I know you've used that with me before and it's really helped me see things more clearly where like I think so often we come from a place of scarcity and I know I do this when it comes to romantic relationships which stay tuned in future episodes but the scarcity versus abundance thing is so real I think because like because like I said I do it a lot when it comes to romantic relationships of this fear of if I don't say yes to this then it will never come again which if I, if, I, if I can separate myself from that fear and I look through my life, I have said no and I've also been told no, like both ways, multiple times and I've always had a new person to say no to or have them say no to me. Like, you know, it's happened, it constantly happens. I joke about that. We will get more into my feels about romance later. So excited to meet my fellow commitophobes and intimacy phobes. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us. I think we're gonna be friends. Um, but, but, um, but jokes apart, no, no. But, um, but the fact is that going into something with the idea of abundance, and I feel like the thing that sucks about it is like, I feel like a lot of people associate ideas of, oh, scarcity versus abundance with highfalutin, inaccessible, like hippy dippy mindsets, which first of all, we should be stereotyping things, but letting alone that, um, I think I think the ways in which you approach something does make a difference for two reasons, right? Um, forget what if you don't believe in a universe giving back to you or whatever, super fair, right? No one's asking you to believe in that. But I've noticed for myself that like if I go at something with with the idea of scarcity, then the way in which I mentally actually view the whole subject is so much more narrow because all I can think about is it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, and then I stop. And then if I'm able to step back and be like, okay, but how can it work? And then suddenly you see more options. And, you know, the fact is that like, you, you, you never, I don't know, I'm someone who loves having options, if that were not obvious already. Um, and no, but I, and I enjoy knowing that there's a few different things I could do and I don't necessarily have to know which one is the right one. And what does that even mean? Because maybe the one that I end up picking just will become the right one because I chose it. Like, you, like, Thinking about what should or shouldn't be is such a waste of time 
we all do it. I do it all the freaking time. Don't get me wrong. But it's not always the most productive thing. And like, and I think in, in that way, like moving, linking that back to the whole unknown thing, like I'm really trying very hard to do, come at it from a place and a perspective of abundance of like, yes, it is scary that I don't quite know where I'm going, but here are all the things I've gone. I'm going to be with my family again, which, and I haven't seen them and spent more than like four weeks at a stretch with them in multiple years. So I'm really excited about that. It's not a luxury I've had. Um, I am going to be at home again. I haven't lived at home in five years. I haven't lived at home since I was 18 years old. Um, and I was a child when I left and I'm definitely not a child now. Um, and I feel quite comfortable saying that, which is also pretty cool. Like I can comfortably call myself like an adult in the making. So like, that's cool. Um, and I think being able to go back home and actually kind of fill in this, the last gaps before I move on to this next stage, because I've been feeling a lot of like next stage and new, new stage and next stage of life energy, um, in my life for the last few months. Um, and like right now, uh, I think is really exciting and, you know, and, and my and coming from abundance like that means that the world is literally my oyster which is which is kind of cool you know it's pretty great no that's awesome and also one of the things you were saying just like sparked something in my own head I think you said like regardless of whether or not you believe in the universe giving back to you I think this is such a good example of how Priyanka and I have really really different approaches to things and really different beliefs but they often actually lead us to the same place so for instance I 100% do not believe in like the universe as a power maybe like 98% do not believe (laughs) in the universe as a power that's not something that I believe however I totally believe that the mindset from which you approach a certain situation is going to impact the results. For me, I think that comes from more from a place of like how you approach a situation is going to determine how much you are holding yourself back. I know for me, if I approach a situation coming from a place of fear or insecurity, like it is my own brain that is stopping me from realizing the possibilities that I want to realize in my life. And obviously things aren't always as cut and dry as that, you know, I think that that is a complicated discussion to be had around personal individual responsibility and like societal things, um, social pressures, like different privileges, things like that, like obviously have an impact. However, like the part of things that we can change, I think we have to change through like through our mind and through the energy that we bring somewhere. Um, because that's all we can do. Like all we can do to improve how we're doing or whatever is changing our thought processes and changing how that manifests and how we act and how we react to things. Absolutely. No, for sure. Um, and I think, yeah. And I think that's kind of also like tying that back to the gratitude piece that we were talking about. That's kind of where the gratitude piece also comes in for me is like constantly, I think practicing making sure that that is always a lens you view your life from um, kind of helps you take stock of it in a more balanced way, I feel. Because I know when I look back on things, there are some things that I will always view negatively, even if there were good parts of it. And there are some things I will always view positively, even if there were negative parts of it. It's just how some things work. It's how we work as humans, I think. Um, but 
whenever something is hard or difficult or I can already tell that I spend most of my time complaining about it, like, and I'm catching that, which is a rare moment of self-awareness, but I'm trying and we're getting there. Um, but no, yeah. So I think, uh, but yes, when, when I do catch myself and when I do see myself doing that, I actually, you stop and you, you kind of add in that little filter of gratitude into your perspective. Even if it lasts for two days, it lasts for two days. Even if it lasts for a minute, even if it lasts for a second, just for a second, I stop and I'm like, but you're here. Like, okay, so New York, like when people ask me what it's been like to live in New York and, and I say, oh, you know, New York is great and blah, blah, blah. If I don't know you super well, if I know you a little bit better, I'll be like, you know, New York is great until it's not and has its moments. And if you really know me, um, you probably already know how I feel about New York, so I don't have to tell you. Um, but, the, but the truth is that like, there are a lot of times that living in the city has been very, very hard. It's gotten very, very lonely. I've been... I had one of these moments yesterday where I was standing in a room full of people and I felt so completely lost because, I mean, they were great, incredible people. They were so lovely and so welcoming. But the fact was that I was so tired and emotionally drained because I'd spent the whole day like working on stuff and then kind of, um, it sort of really hit me that I was leaving New York. And, and I was at this point where all I really wanted was to be with someone who I was familiar with, who I knew well, who knew me well, who I didn't have to explain things to. Um, and I was standing in a room full of strangers, literal strangers, because I'd never met most of these people before, with one person I've met twice before, who is a lovely person. But when it came down to it, I was standing in a room full of people and I, and I was alone. And, and that's what New York is. 95% of the time, you're standing in a city full of strangers and you're alone. However, okay, a 95% of time on a in like a daily routine basis but but then there are like little bits and moments of kindness and like yesterday for example like I was I was just telling Maddie the story earlier because it for whatever reason that it happened it it really kind of gave me the energy to go um, and do some of the things I needed to do where I stopped at a cafe and the barista was really, really sweet to me and like gave me an extra slice of cake. And that's happened to me before in New York as well. Also getting free food in New York is weird and I will always take it when I get it. I'm never complaining. Um, <laughs> that just does not happen. Um, and, or like someone else, um, someone else just stopping and giving you a smile or someone being really sweet to you and, or someone, or even watching someone being kind to another person in front of you. You don't even have to be involved. You just have to see it happen. Um, I think, seeing those acts of kindness or seeing someone else noticing that someone needs help and giving it to them without it being asked for I think those are qualities I want to cultivate more in myself and keep kind of growing and I think being able to witness that having the opportunity to see that happen is also really really special um the thing I'm just going to quickly do this here because I because I remember it and I want to say it because I want to say it so I'm going to say it um Maddie you will laugh at me in a second and I'm really excited for it um the thing that it reminded me actually a lot of as well the whole idea of like being grateful that something happened rather than like being sad about it being over outside of it being a very cheesy thing it's also something that Harry Styles once said in an interview <laughs> you're right <laughs> I am laughing <laughs> So context for this laughter, um, I love One Direction. I am a very, very unashamed Directioner. They are not on a break. Sorry, they are on a break. They are on a break. That's what I meant. They are on a break. They are coming back together. You can never convince me otherwise till my dying day. Um, I'm a very unashamed Directioner. 
Um, and and I, I mean, hey, the Jonas Brothers are back, right? Exactly. So it's not exactly. And also, the Jonas Brothers. Okay, "Sucker" is a fantastic song. I'm so here for it. Um, but anyway, so I so I love One Direction, and and I I've been following their solo careers. Um, and I have a special place in my heart for Harry Styles because I think well, I have a special place in my heart for all of them. Let me be very clear. I do not like one more than the other. Um, but um, but Harry Styles is kind of cute. That's about what I'm going to say about that. That's where this ends. Um, so it's funny for people who have seen me go through the phases. But um, and um, anyway, so he was saying this in an interview when he released his first album where he was kind of because, you know, the whole thing about like celebrities writing about their exes because they're people and people process their feelings um, and everybody in the world thinks it's their business to know what they're saying, which I think is such BS. But whatever, like, just leave them alone. You cannot understand someone from like a piece of their mind which is essentially what a song is if they've written it themselves um but he was talking about it and he said sometimes you don't want to be upset over a relationship ending you want to tip your hat to the time and space that it took and that it happened and the good that it brought um and i mean i'm massively paraphrasing y'all should go look at the interview if you want to see it if you're interested you don't have to be that's fine but but i really really loved that idea because um because I think that is so important, um, like not necessarily focusing on all the things that went wrong or the things that went wrong that led to something ending or things that were not working out, but just tipping your hat. I, I really like that image. Like I'm a super visual person and that just, I really enjoy that. Like I enjoy the bit of respect that it affords. I enjoy the like gratitude it affords. I think tipping your hat as a concept is really beautiful. Um, and tipping your my hat, for example, to my time in New York, is kind of a little bit what this podcast is about for me because um, because so many different factors came into my being able to be here and so many different factors are going into the fact that I can go back home and actually spend some time at home and do that. Like, like I've been, my family, my dad and my brother have been so supportive and my friends have been so supportive and, um, and I have people in my life who love me and who are going to like help me through this. It's not like I'm doing this by myself and those are all things to take stock of and be excited about 100 percent. i feel like i've said that in response to literally everything <laughs> you've said but i guess we just agree on a lot of things <laughs> we do it's almost like we're friends or something Weird. just maybe <laughs> this friendship has been five years in the making yo it's pretty exciting super exciting yeah super exciting yeah that was that was totally something like in particular that you said that I wanted to respond to and now of course I'm completely (laughs) blanking on it um okay I don't know maybe it'll come to me later um but yeah I feel like I really relate to the whole like don't be sad because something is over like be sad be happy because it happened and like obviously you know there's like times when that's applicable and times where that's not applicable but I think I think there's also, okay, I remember what it was now, and this might seem a little bit tangentially related, but bear with me. So I think you were saying earlier that some things you'll always feel positively about even though they had negative aspects, and some things you'll always feel negatively about even though they have positive aspects. And I think that's the thing that I find so incredible about humanity, essentially, is that we get to decide what how we want to feel about something and getting to decide how we want to feel about something does not mean we always want to feel positively about something 
There are definitely experiences in my life that I do not want to feel positively about. Times when I've experienced loss or experienced trauma, I don't want to be happy that those things happened to me. However, there's also, for me at least, a difference between not being happy that those things happened, but also not being so incredibly bogged down in the fact that those things happened, you know? So like, I guess if bringing this back to the idea of transitions, I think that's also been a huge um, transition in how I think about certain like difficult experiences that I've had, particularly like damaging romantic relationships and how I've dealt with those. Transitioning from a place of like anger and resentment to a place of almost irrelevance where I will never look back on those experiences positively. Like I will never think, oh I'm so happy that this happened to me. No, I'm very thankful that I was able to learn lessons from something bad that happened to me because that's me. Like I chose to learn those lessons and I chose to create that, to not to create, <laughs> I chose to make that into a learning experience when I could have let it not mean anything to me and not learn anything from it. However, I will never feel positively about it and that's okay. I don't want to feel positively about it. And I think that that's like, this is kind of a whole like <laughs> other tangent ramble that I have, but I just like don't really believe in striving to feel positive yes. all the time. I want to experience like all the depths of human emotion. Like I fundamentally want to experience what it is to feel human. And that means being terrified. That means being lonely because being lonely means that you strive for connection. That means being angry. That means being joyful. That means being happy. That means being wistful. That means being excited. It means all of those different things. And I don't want to ever limit myself by saying, by feeling so scared of negative emotions that I'm closing myself off to that. And obviously I'm saying this all in a way that is very like honorable intentions. And of course it's not as easy to do that as it is to say that we want, I want to do that. But that is something that is really important to me, like not shying away from things. Absolutely. I super agree. And I think like that reminds me of where I come from with that is like, again, I think this manifests in the same actions for both of us are the same like end, like end point. But for me, it very much comes from a place of, of like wanting balance in my life. And I think balance can exist like, I was just having this conversation with another friend actually, where balance can look like so many different things on different timescales. Like you can have balance in a day, you can have balance in a week, you can have balance in a month, you can have balance over like a five year period. Like balance exists in different timescales, but ultimately you can't have one without the other. It's like yin and yang. Like there's a little bit of everything and everything and you need all of it to coexist perfectly um and that's just it is like how can you know what happiness is if you don't if you didn't know what not being happy felt like like if there was no other like how could you know you just couldn't um and so insofar as that exists i'm super with you i think like and i think in in that same vein like in negativity there's always just a little bit of positivity like like the i'm i'm literally picturing yin and yang in my head right now um, and in all positivity, there's a little bit of negativity. Like there's nothing exists wholly in a, um, what is the word? I am blanking so much. One dimensional. Thank you. That's what, that's exactly the word I was going for. Thank yeah. you. In a, in a one dimensional yeah. way. 
Um, Wait, can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. Okay, because that just made me think of something that I think is so, so interesting. Um, So I'm sure that at many periods of this podcast, I am going to ramble on and on about how much I love my partner because I am a sap and I'm smitten and it's embarrassing. Um, Like we've been together for almost two years and I still blush when I talk about him. It's, it's a time. But in terms of the like everything positive has some negativity in it, I would not be so in love with this person and so in love with this relationship if there were not moments of negativity in it because it is through that negativity that we're able to make our relationship stronger so for instance we're able to become closer because of the way that we together as a partnership handle difficult things and are able to like cement the the things that bring us together through that if we never went through anything difficult we wouldn't have those like that strength of connection that we form through handling those difficult experiences so yeah, even though this relationship, in my eyes, like, I think is the most, like, wonderful, amazing, like, I would almost call it perfect relationship, even though I, like, have a thing against calling things perfect relationships ever that I could imagine, it wouldn't be that without the difficult things and without those moments of, like, so-called negativity. So I think that that's just, like, just goes to prove what you just said in terms of, like, in positivity there is always negativity and those aren't necessarily opposites, like, they work together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, for, it's even the same with our like, with our friendship, like... Um, yes, like, 100%. Our friendship to me is like, like for the longest time, I used it as a model in which to sort of kind of figure out what kind of friendships are helpful to me and what I need from different friendships and how to um, take what works with us and see how it's applicable to other people because different relationships are different and have different energies and bring and receive and take different things from you. and to you but but um but i i think like even in our friendship god we've we've had so many arguments over the years and so many like fights and we've had we've had to work through those things in very different ways to get to where we are today where we're actually sitting and where we feel comfortable having these conversations on a more public platform um but that didn't just happen like there's been a lot that's gone into it and there's been a lot like good and bad that's gone into it in different points um but fundamentally like it comes down to the the knowledge the the full expectation that like us being best friends does not mean that we're always gonna get gonna get along we're always gonna agree on everything because honestly I know it hasn't happened yet but I promise y'all you're gonna be hearing us disagree it happens on oh the yeah like like it happens on the reg um that's what I was trying to say on the reg I'm not cool enough to say stuff like this why do I try um. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, and I think like at the moment, you know, we're in very similarly, our lives have very similar parallels at the moment, but, um, but there are absolutely times where I'm like, oh my God, just wait for us talking about the universe and coincidences and whatnot. Like the entire episode is going to be me saying, oh, that makes sense. But here's what I think. And Maddie's going to be like, oh, I understand where you're coming from, but here's how I view that. And it's just going to be... 40 minutes of us going oh and then at the end of it we'll go hmm okay I see your point of view and move on with our lives because we don't have to convince the other to view things the way we do um but my love letter to our friendship aside 
Um, but that's just it. It's like any of these things um, have to exist together with other things to have actual meaning. Like if something exists in isolation, like, oh my God, oh, this, this is, I don't, well, this has a connection in my head. Maybe it'll have a connection in y'all's head. But like, if a tree falls in the forest, did it really fall? If something exists in isolation, does it really exist? Who knows? How do you even understand that? Like, you have to have points of reference to make sense of anything. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's the last thing I think I want to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it also, like, just to tie that into... The idea of transitions, because I think we should probably try and wrap up soon-ish. Yes. Um, I feel like it just goes to show that the difficulty that comes with any kind of transition is an inherent, important, and also really wonderful part of the experiences that are to come. That can only happen when you go through the growing pains of that transition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the perfect note to end. So in terms of logistical things that are important if you would like to keep listening to our conversations um we're gonna be you're gonna be hearing from us every wednesday um we would love for you to talk to us and engage with us our instagram is imperfection in training we'll um we'll have it down in our show notes you can definitely find us please do please talk with us we would love to hear from you we love you please love us hashtag i'm a two but seriously we would really love to hear any thoughts that you have about this topic if anything that we said stood out to you we would really love to hear that or if you have something unrelated or a way that you disagree with us we'd love to hear that as well and we really can't wait to talk with you next week yeah um all right that's us peace out much love Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.